Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Second shot is no good. Rebounded by Anthony. Two seconds left. Anthony for the win. Got it. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of The Close-Up Magic. I'm your host, Stephen Cameron. Today, we got a really fun episode. We got Malik Grady and Patrick Shea who join in the show. We're doing a little roundtable tonight. Going to discuss some ins and outs of the magic. Get a little uh, um, personal with our thoughts and opinions on different topics. Um, everything from, you know, where the magic are at today. Um just kind of like a little overlook on the season. It's going to be really fun. But before we get into that, let's uh, cover the housekeeping like we always do. So financially, if you want to support the show, there's two ways to do that. You can buy some merchandise, um, hat, t-shirt, whatever. You can check that link in the bio, or you can become a member of our Patreon group. There's three different levels, um, starting at $3 if uh, at the lowest level of, uh, of support. So those are ways you can financially support the show if you want to. Give it a consideration. Uh, it helps us do a lot of cool things. Um, recently, what we've done with some of the money that we've earned i'll just be transparent as we were able to buy our game day reporter um cj hill we were able to buy him um uh some new stuff to take better photo and video and audio uh that that the money and support that you guys give goes a long way um the next thing we'll be doing is a giveaway um if you're a patreon subscriber you'll get double the entries for the giveaways and i think we'll be doing some game day tickets still kind of sorting out those details um, but keep an eye out for that. If you want to have a chance to win some game day tickets for the end of the season, go ahead and um, just stay tuned to the podcast and consider joining the Patreon group. Last ways you can support the show that is not monetary is by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review for the show. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We're getting closer to that 300 subscriber mark, which is our goal right now. Obviously, that will change when we hit that. Um, and then if you're listening to this on the audio platform, go ahead and leave a five-star review. That helps us in the search criteria. 
So, all right. With all that being said, we are recording this on March 7th. Tuesday, right after the Magic just got their asses handed to them by the Milwaukee Bucks, 134 to 127. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later, but before we get into those specifics, let's bring up our guest to the show. Welcome, Malik Grady and Patrick Shehu. How's it going tonight, guys? Welcome. It's good to see you, man. The, the, the winter beard is coming in nicely, I gotta say. It's definitely uh, it's that type of year, I gotta say. It's, it's honestly just me being pure lazy. I I I wish it was shorter to be quite Hashtag honest. I woke up like this. I got it. I got it. It's I all natural. Really <laughs> like yes, sir. <laughs> Patrick, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining the show. You were out in the streets tonight watching the game, weren't you? Yes. I was at a bar. Yeah, this bar over on 436 for all the Orlando natives. Okay. At Arugas. That's what it's called. I've been going there a couple times. Oh, they got some good uh, wings. So Good vibes? Right, good magic fans? Yeah, it was good. Uh, a, a lot of my guys just gamble. They're not much magic fans. It's really just me yelling at the TV. That's right. That's what's up. Yeah. Nice, nice. Right, right. Okay. Well, guys, let's get in some Magic basketball. Um, the Magic are still 13th in the East. We've been that way for, I think, since last year. Like, I don't know, outside of that, like, drought where we were, like, 5 and uh, 20, 13th forever. Uh, they're 20, 27 yeah. and 39. Um, some more information, then we'll just digest it all. The last time the Magic won two games in a row was at the end of January. Um, since the six-game winning streak, they've only won two games in a row more than, uh, twice, um, which means they've only ever every time they win one, they lose one for the most part. And in the entire season, they've only had four moments where they have won more than one game in a row, including the two that have happened since the six-game winning streak. Um, the six-game winning streak, and then one two-game winning streak. I think it was two games. Uh, might have been three um, before the six-game winning streak. So we're playing like we ha we've had a winning record the last three months, um, but we're just stuck in this hole that we just can't get out of. The teams ahead of us are not losing like we were hoping them to. Um, none of them decided to blow it up at the deadline. They only got better for the most part outside of the Bulls, who suck, but I think won recently. Um, so, Patrick, I'm going to pass this to you first. How are you feeling today as a Magic fan? When you're just looking at the season, like a holistic overview, um, you know, with the hopes of us trying to make the play in um, right now. Plan, I'll probably say I'm not too optimistic as much as I want to be. Um, but that doesn't, like, get me down or anything. As much as we sit in there and, you know, complain, especially I complain a lot about game to game. But, honestly, as a Magic fan, it's the most optimistic I've been in, like, five, ten years. I, could, I don't even know the last time I was as optimistic. Um, the way you were, like, discussing how we win one, lose one, it sounds so negative. But not many games I've been unwatchable. And usually there's a lot of games that are unwatchable. Every game, I feel like our, we stick our noses in there and we bring it down to the very end. And then it just comes comes down to those guys that have played probably five to ten more years than our best players, which, you know, I'm okay with because that just shows me we're just lacking experience, which we all already know yeah. we do. But um, as far as playing, we'd have to string another five, six games in a row at some point. And it just looks like every time there, you know, there's a winnable game right after that, it's Milwaukee or it's, uh, it's not Boston. I know we're done with Boston, but like as an example, Boston or Philly or just one of the big, you know, just any of the big dogs, you know. 
So it's going to be tough to string games together, especially when we can't even beat the Bucks when their two best players this season are out. If you want to say Chris Middleton is better than Drew, so it's tough. But, you know, you're not going to get the best Paolo every night. He's young. You're not going to get the best Franz every night. He's young. And then for the rest of the guys, they're in and out of the lineup other than the guards, really, who have been relatively healthy the last couple of months. So, you know, I'm optimistic for the most part, even though every game is a little frustrating. But <laughs> Now, Patrick, um, before, we, before I give my response and pass it over to Malik, I want to ask you one more question. Are you still believing in the play-in, or have you given up on that aspect for this team already? Or, like, have you emotionally moved on from that? I, I mean, as far as emotionally, maybe I've moved on. Like, I won't be upset that we don't make the plan. But sure. I'll be very upset if, if we ship the season in. That's yeah. all. That's what they're – like, if we do something like that, I'll be extremely frustrated to end the season. But, if, if you know, if we're fighting tooth and nail and then, you know, four games left in the season, five games left, left we're mathematically knocked out then. And then we kind of let other guys get burned, I understand. But if we're not fighting – like, if Wendell and Gary could have played tonight and we held them out, I'm okay with it, but I'm not. Like, I, I'm kind of frustrated with it because, you know, like, if Giannis and Drew aren't playing, let's try and win that. And then, and then you know, Utah shifted in was what it seemed like. We can go maybe go play them. And that's sure. where you wrecked Gary and Wendell, you know? Like, let's try and get the, the chance to beat Milwaukee was tonight. And then if we shifted in because, you know, whatever the now, case. Now, for me, I personally – um, never thought we were going to make the play in like since December. I was just, that was just where my feelings were. doesn't mean I was like thinking this season was bad or, or whatnot. I just, there's too many things in, in front of us that didn't make sense. And so um, I'm not emotionally like attached to the plan right now, but um, I do think like, I do think we're in a good spot. We're winning a lot. Um, you know, we've had, I mean, not currently we just lost, but I mean, like we've had three months of, uh, of above a 500 record, which is really nice. Um, and like, like I agree with you, it's the most exciting this team has ever been in a really long time. Now, Malik, I'm going to pass it to you. The Magic haven't won a game. Uh, they did not win a game today. They, they can't win more than two games in a row the last <laughs> month. Um <sighs> Do you still have hopes for the play-in? Are you emotionally attached there? Have you let that aspect go? Um, it feels like – and the reason why I'm asking it this way, fellas, is because it feels like online, through other podcasts, through other conversations I've had like with friends off like off the Twitter sphere and you know just other areas that I talk about this team, feels like a lot of people have made a transition recently. So I'm just trying to see if you have made that transition already. Um, or maybe you made it sooner, or maybe you're not ready to make it yet. So, Malik, what are your thoughts, man? Well, it's 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 a weird place to be. Um, I find myself having a lot of almost like fractured psyches, where I, from game to game, from quarter to quarter, I end up shifting and having a different seat. I'm like, well, the draft is here. Well, we want to have competitive games. Well, we want to get some young guys some looks. Well, it's about development. Well, what's what's Mosley doing? And I think back to two things one the entire year my hope was that uh down the stretch that almost all the games this year would be competitive or in a, in a position where uh the team was at least in position where every game mattered and i think we're on track for that for the most part for the rest of the year number two i think back to last year 
um, late March, I took my daughter Alana to see the magic um, and they lost an overtime loss. And I remember telling her, I, I tried to make it eloquent. I was like, the thing is, Alana, I was like, even when we lose, we kind of win because our record means we probably going to get a better player in the draft. And then later on, I explained to her about the number one pick and Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren, kind of stuff. So it was a real kind of education, getting her to understand what it meant to want to win, but also want to build for the future at the same time. So I kind of taught her how to hold two things in her head at the same time as well. So that's kind of where I am on any given night. Like when something good happens, it means something kind of bad happens. But for the most part, I'm happy with where we are in the lottery, in, in the, the our draft standing. I'm happy with where we are in terms of development. I see guys doing some of, some of the right things. I'm also frustrated. There are some things that I'm like, man, I, I can't wait till this changes. I can't wait till we do things differently. For one, I'm very much ready to be in the top 15 in offense somehow. <laughs> I, I want to go full in, you know, and spend some money and, and get an offensive engine to add to Paolo and Franz. I know that that we'll somebody talk about that later on, that kind of thing. But it's just a very interesting time to be. I'm definitely engaged, but I, I am feeling that the end of the season is nigh. Uh, my regular season for my college teams has ended and definitely in a transition where I'm looking more at college things. I'm listening to more kind of draft podcasts and draft analysis, that kind of thing. I haven't given up the rope and I think only the team has either, but I do see even them a little bit of exhaustion. That's kind of setting. They're like realizing, okay, this is where we are. The B team from Milwaukee comes in and they kick our tail. And they're not, they're not doing it just because the refs not doing it just because the rotation they're doing it because they're flat out better than we are. And there's a real kind of acceptance and kind of like almost like a, a rite of passage where you kind of yeah. kind of grow up as a fan and as a player to be like, what do I have to do to get better in this? I think it's it's ultimately good for the fandom and good for the team, but it is a little bit tough and a little bit tiresome. It, it gets a little bit old, but um, there is a kind of what's the word? There's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Overly good, but it does hurt some. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, totally. I, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head for for me on one aspect where you're like, my thoughts and processes change on a regular basis. Uh, you didn't word it exactly like that, but like, <clears throat> you know, one moment I am like screaming, "Give Caleb Houston more minutes." <laughs> Next moment I am like, "Why is Caleb Houston getting those minutes? Put Chuma in." Um, you know, the next moment I am, you know, like, it, all right, let's let them continue to have fun with this bowl bowl experience. The next most moments I'm like, bowl bowl should not ever be on the court ever and like get them off the team. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, I, I have that like moment to moment, quarter to quarter, game to game, emotional roller coaster of what I think. I, I do think what's been consistent for me, though, is as you had mentioned it too, and I think Pat, you'd as well, is like, you know, the importance of playing high pressure games at the end of the season. Um, mm -hmm. Even if we didn't make the play and like, that's just like, that was my goal as well for this season is high pressure games. Let's not fold. Kind of seems like we're getting close to folding. Um, I do wish we were like one or two games. I mean, obviously it'd be amazing to make the plan, but if we weren't going to make the plan, I wish we were like a game or two closer. So the pressure was still there just a little bit harder than what it is now. Cause it does feel like it's starting to slip at least fandom wise. I'm not sure if it's slipping in the locker room quite yet. Um, yeah. You know, another 
as as we accept reality with the play-in, we also have to accept reality with like some roster stuff that's recently happened where it's like, cool, we had a really good stretch of some some health, right? You know, like solid three weeks. <laughs> like everyone was healthy. Um, and then you know, we just lost J.I. for the whole season. Uh, that, that announcement came out like two or three days after we released the last episode, which is a bummer because it was fun to watch him play. And now it kind of just feels like he's not a part of the future. Um, or how can you count on him to be a part of the future? Uh, yeah. At least that's my sentiment. Um, we also don't have Wendell Carter um, and Gary Harris the last two games. So like the injury bug is starting to kind of catch back up. Uh, Franz exited a game super early a few games ago um, with a rolled ankle. Granted, he came back the next day or the next game play, you know, he's doing fine. Um, you know, we think Wendell Carter and, and Gary Harris will be back soonish. Their injuries don't seem that serious, but like, you know, we'll find out. Patrick, the state of this like franchise with this team, with the individual players, um, you know, I know we are both really excited about, I'm not trying to be down. I know I'm like kind of having downer tones. It's not what I'm trying to have. Like Paulo is like, he's about to win rookie of the year front. And like, he had an amazing yeah. game. What game was it? The other game where he like closed out and had like 31 points. Was that verse Pelicans? Was it Charlotte or the Pelicans? Pelican. That's right. Yeah. That was one of the best closing performances we've seen by him. It was a proof uh, of concept. It was nice. Season. It was amazing. Um, you know, Franz balled out the other game, too. Um, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You know, Franz has just been consistent. Mark Cole's had a couple 20-plus, 25-plus point games. So it's like, okay, Cole's maybe have a good, good run. Yeah. Mark Fultz has been yamming on everyone. Uh, but there still are some bummers with this team and obviously some like major holes that we are currently seeing, you know, but the backup center position and whatnot. Um, just roster wise, Patrick, how are you feeling right now, man? Um, it seems like, you know, you take those thousand piece puzzles and then you're finally past, like, you know, you can finally see what you're making. You got all the corners, right? The corners are good. You got some of the big pictures of the, you got some of the smaller pictures of the big picture together, and now you mm -hmm. just got to find a little bit of the smaller pieces to complete the puzzle is where I feel like we're at. Not to say we're going to win the championship in the next two to three years, but, you know, once, you know, we get that, the, the kind of guard that uh, Malik was talking about where he wants to invest some money in a scoring guard, and I know he's referring to FEV. I'm sure we'll touch on that later. but <laughs> Touch um, on it right now if you uh, want. Talk, so, you know, we're, we might be missing that guy now. For me, a guy like FEV, to me personally, doesn't fit 
on a team of guys that need shots. I want a guy that's really just going to let that let the ball go from the three-point line. So whether it's in the draft like Grady Dick or I'm not too familiar with the free agency, well, who's going to be up in free agency? But if you can get a guy that's just going to take six six to eight threes a game and play good defense on the other side well, of the ball. Well, even Gary Trent Jr., you know, Gary a guy Trent like Jr. that, a, a chucker, you know what I'm saying? We have a guy like that right now kind of. I mean, Gary's a lot more passive. Gary Harris, our Gary Harris. Um, but and he gets I hurt a lot. Need, I think you need two or three more of those guys. You know, like one Gary Harris isn't going to cut it when your next best shooter is Franz, who's shooting it well. He's shooting it. I think you said today, uh, Stephen, thirty-seven and a half. Thirty-seven point five. You need you need three, four of those in today's NBA, especially with guys like Paolo who are going to get doubled, and when Markel struggles to shoot it already. So if you're going to move forward with Markel, which I prefer to, you have to get shooters around him, whether. Wendell has to get his three-point shot up, or you got to go find a, a center who's going to hit him and just play defense. We yeah. got to have guys uh, coming off the bench that are just ready to shoot. Because, like, moving forward, we don't need a second unit five. You need guys off the bench that can play with the first unit, you know? I, I don't know if Mosley tends to trend towards that towards when we get into playoff time where, you know, instead of I've, – I've seen lineups where there's no starter on the court in the last few games, and it's – mind-boggling where it's like the fourth quarter it's 10 minutes left in the fourth and i don't see a starter like that right, can't right. happen moving forward so well it seems like he, he's, he's trying to go, go to the nine man rotation a little bit but i'm mean, not like tonight right. when guys are in and out and foul trouble and stuff he's had to move it back to 10 and it has been ungainly like you said where the times you're like wait who's on the court <laughs> these are bums right but to me like you know how we mentioned how the games are still competitive and these are good games for us you can still experiment experiment with those lineups. Like, the second unit has yeah. not been amazing enough for you to just stick with them, you know? Um, I feel like – I know Chuma hit a shot in garbage time, but, like, he should get – unless he's actually hurt, which I don't think he comes in in garbage time if he's hurt, He need, you got to give him a run. And it doesn't have to be for bowl because I'm always on bowl, but, like, when, when bowl's bad, you can do that. When Caleb's not playing well, you can do that, like – other guys can get opportunities. I feel like he's failed to do that with RJ, even unless something behind the scenes happened, but failed to do that with RJ. Completely took Mo Bamba out the lineup, which I know Mo hasn't had his best games, but if you if you look at last season, that player has to be in there somewhere where you can get that three out of the five games. You, you know, like, I just feel like we're not experimenting enough with the second unit. So that's what I'm hoping for, where even though he doesn't experiment, our second unit is good enough to, like, bypass his non-experimenting if that makes sense it does well, make what's sense is that um, some games it'll seem like the team is doing that sometimes you will see all of a sudden cole and suggs and moritz wagner mm-hmm. and then other guys are producing you're like oh man this bench is gonna do right. this we're gonna win this game the next game you'll have those guys have six combined points <laughs> so the jekyll and hyde nature of it um and even what steven has said in the past where the team will play down to its competition Today, you would hope they would have played up their competition. I don't, I don't know what, what today means because the, t- the the Bucks were kind of down. So did we play down to their B unit or did we play up to whatever? Either way, it was disappointing. But it, it's hard to get a feel for what this team is, Steven. I, I know you've had some of that frustration the entire year with them. Yeah. Um, so this team is just like – they're just young. I don't tonight, like, I'm not going to say they played up or down. I don't think they did either one. I think, like, I think they're just not prepared. 
They didn't have the depth at center, and they just got bullied by Brooke Lopez all night. Um, They didn't match up the physicality with them. Um, You know, they didn't – the second unit is is struggling to to guard the, the 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 wing defenders and the guards, so they're they're getting looks that you know they wouldn't normally get get, and that's like that's part of it is is just this team being. We all said this team was super deep at the beginning of the season, and I don't know if that actually Ooh. was as true as we thought it was. <laughs> a lot of people, Malik, a lot of people said, "Oh, this team is so deep. It's so young, full of tons of potential." But like it really wasn't as deep as a lot of people think it was. Um, you know, our our center position isn't there. Um, you know, you throw one or two people out of the rotation, and we just don't have that depth, right? And as long as this team continues to be as <clears throat> young um, as it currently is, you know, if we keep this cycle of just filling it with youth, we're going to continue to have these types of nights and mistakes where they just don't have the experience to bring what they're going to need to bring to when they start having depth issues when players go out, right? Like there's so many teams that deal with two main players out on a regular basis and they can find ways to manage. We, we mm-hmm. are not there yet. This team is not there yet. It's too young. Um, you know, and also like, yo, we're the 13th team in the, in the East. Right. Um, now we've played some good basketball the last couple of months, but there's there we also haven't strung together many winning streaks the last couple of months either, which means we're a very up and down team. Um, and then when you go up against one of the most polished teams in the entire league, like the Bucks, that's, that's you're just gonna get your your flaws are gonna get shown, right? Um, they have one of the best coaches in the league. We have one of the youngest, least experienced coaches in the entire league as far as head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they have one of the deepest rosters in the and, and more veteran rosters in the league. We have one of the youngest, I think what second or third youngest roster in the entire league. And we're about to potentially get younger with this draft. So there's, there's going to be inconsistencies just by the nature of this roster right now. And yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Um, but it's also, it's fine given the state of, my opinion for this roster was they were never about to win in the first place. Like the front office was never about winning. In my opinion, they were about development. And if winning came along with it, that was a bonus, right? The, the plan was a bonus if we got there, but that was probably never the goal for the front office. The front office's goal was probably to develop and evaluate. And that's what they've been able to do. Um, And winning has been a bonus the entire time. Patrick, I feel like I've said that comment in the past about this front office not really being about winning this season and that it has been more about development. Um, what are your thoughts on just like that mindset or what do you what do you think the front office is actually thinking and their goals are for this season? Um, I think this season worked out perfectly with them. Like for them, not with them. Um, you know, a lot of banged up injuries. It got them to the point where like, you know, when – you're five and twenty, six and twenty. That's a very hard record to come back from, to get yourself out of good positioning for draft picks. You know, so for me, they got off to a great start for their for themselves because I'm sure they wanted. You know, we have assets and we want to use them. And now, like obviously, we all want to win basketball games, but when you're you're hurt, you the finger can't be pointed at you. So you know, yeah. the losses came, got out of the way. 
And then we got healthy. We played good basketball. You know, I would say 80, 90% of the time we're playing good basketball, whether we win or not is, you know, experience and skill mm-hmm. level. But we're playing good basketball. And um, so it's basically like they had a good trade-off. They, I, I would agree with you. They, def- they def- definitely did not expect to win, nor do – I don't want to say they didn't want to win, but they didn't set us up to win in a sense. You know, like they didn't yeah, go out I agree. and flash, get veterans to make sure we go and win those games, you know. So yeah. not to say they're not about winning, um, but they definitely the, – winning wasn't their agenda, which is okay. Obviously, we want yeah, them, but it is okay. we have a 20-year-old superstar and a 21-year-old superstar in the you know coming up. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they did a good job. Um, I think next year – I'm not going to say make or break because that might be extreme, but um, I will be extremely disappointed if they kind of took the same ideology into next year. Not to say go splash 40 million on Alfaruk Aminu and all these types of players, (laughs) but I I do, I do want winning. I do want winning pieces and then kind of like, this is what we have and let's go play basketball, you know, and then Uh, let them grow together and, you know, I love the the pickup last year, like Robin Lopez. Like, I think that's like a super underrated locker room guy to have. Um, he came into games, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had a 20 point game one night just just off hooks. Like, you want a vet, and then he's also cheering people on, getting getting people out of their seats. Like, Michael Carter Williams is kind of that, but I, I just don't think he's able to play. I think he was just no. signed for. I think he was signed for thanks for being around for two years. We know you want to transition into coaching probably too. So mm-hmm. yeah, come along because nobody else is going to play anyway. So you might as well just stick around with us, you know? He, so he's that's trying out I, to be a coach. Let me uh, – well, let I me pull real quick. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, I'm going to jump on, in. Thank you. Um, we – Patrick, I want to follow up one last thing because I, I, I do feel like I'm phrasing a lot of these things as like a negative when I'm trying not to, it's just organically how it's coming out right now. So my follow-up to that is what do you think this front office is going to feel like was the most successful thing coming out of this season that like that, that went to their plan. <clears throat> they solidified a top six pick. I would, I would I'll, I'll be safe and say top six, right? I'm not sure. We, we, we can fall back, I think to eight, but knock on wood or whatever. Hopefully we don't, but they solidified probably two lottery picks and they also solidified their two best players moving forward. That's the biggest yeah. one. Yeah. And I think, I think we, we kind of had the perfect season, even though you either want playoffs or you want the number one pick anywhere in between kind of is not fun, but they solidified, you know, you know, I say superstar loosely. Like, I don't know if Paulo's going to average 28 one day and Franz average 25, but you know, in a sense, you have a Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Not maybe they won't yeah. achieve it, but you have those yeah, two guys. Two power wings, yeah. Right, you got those guys, and on top of that, you have two lottery picks, like, and you have assets like Jalen Suggs, Markel, Cole, Wendell. Like, they're all movable. Not to say I want to move them, but they're all movable, movable attached with, um, attached with those picks. And if you wanted to go get. That star guard, you know, whatever you want to do, you can you can potentially go and do that. I haven't heard any star guard disgruntled other than maybe a Bradley Beal, but I'm I'm not too fond of him to come to the Magic. I, I love Brad, but not for the Magic. But other than that, you know, you're in a good spot. It might get tricky when if you use all your picks, then you I think you really have to consolidate that. But other than that, I think we've had a really good season. Um, that's barring the ten game losing streak where I'll be in the group chat every single night crying. But other than that, we've had a successful season. I just want to see good games from Paolo and Franz from here on out. 
You know, that's really yeah. it. That's and Jalen. Markel, I know well, what he is. And then, exactly, but, exactly. Well, and, and I was going to say earlier, uh, Stephen, I know you were saying that uh, you think like the bench is just too young to really get some things done. For me, it's not so much about youth. It's about actual high-level talent and even high-level, you know, being able to uh, give what you need to, whether it's elite athleticism or rebounding and stuff. Like, you have too many guys that are just kind of, are they even NBA rotation players? I mean, you look at Bobo, who I've enjoyed as a, a flyer, Morris Wagner, um, Chuma, uh, even even Caleb Houston, some of these guys, they're they're fine. But these these aren't like I don't think these are like diamonds in the rough where we're gonna blink and all of a sudden these guys are like, oh my gosh, this guy could produce against any team. Put him with the Warriors bench, he'd raise them a level. It's like, no, these guys are guys that maybe together you're gonna get somebody there. And 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 that's where I'm looking to improve that bench where you or and even the starters a little bit where you have someone who's actually going to elevate you to the next level where a guy comes off the bench and he's just an incredible rebounder or an incredible shooter or a real game changer defensively, which you have sometimes in Colin sucks. Those two, the two guys that at least maybe have some elite skills, uh, Cole as a scorer and sucks as a defender, but it's not enough. You know, you, you, most teams, you Moritz Wagner wouldn't play. He'd be a guy that he'd be the human victory cigar in a 15 point win would come in and oh, Moritz, oh, the German hammer guys. And we, and you've won a free pizza. Everybody gets a donut type of thing. But instead, this guy's starting for us, bro. <laughs> you know, so that's what I want to see, you know, next year where we actually have some guys off the bench where people are like, oh, snap, I can't wait till the bench comes in because this kid is coming out and he's just balling. You know, whether it was like last year with Tyrese Maxey or, you know, other guys, other teams, you know, they have their young stars come off the bench. We don't have that yet. It is coming. It's smart to do it slowly because, again, like you said, you right now we're on track for the fifth pick and maybe the seventh pick, which is unheard of to add to a team that at times has, like since January 1st, has been, you know, in the net, top four, top five net team in the league. So it's very exciting, but it is Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tiring. <laughs> it's exhausting, that kind of thing. So. 
Patrick, um, given the fact that we're about to be in the offseason pretty soon, um, you know, we've brought it up a couple of times. We have two picks. We have roughly 23 to $25 million in cap space, um, assuming they pick up, uh, you know, Gary Harris's option, which with them not trading him makes me think they're going to pick up that option unless this injury is just really bad. I'm not getting that sense, but um, that's just like sort of where my head's at. What are you hoping for, expecting for out of the draft, out of the off season? Like what's your like kind of dream off season look like right now? Um, honestly, we have to get shooters. And you don't need like specific names and stuff like right. that. Just like, what right. do you want to happen? I just, I want shooters through the door. I want to I want to see like win now move, but it doesn't have to be like that drastic. Does that make sense? Like, I I want the moves to be made. Like, hey, we're trying to win basketball games. Strategic, but like, right? But like, this is gonna like let's say this can win us thirty five games or forty games next year, but maybe in two three years it'll win us fifty. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want guys that can – I know we want vets, but, like, a 27-, 28-year-old vet is different than a 33-year-old, and I'd prefer the 27-28. Because the 25 when, Paolo, when, when Paolo's 24-25 and he's hitting 30, you know, nowadays peaks are from, like, 26 to 32. Guys can still go at, like, 31, 32 years old. So I want to see win now and, and the future moves. And that doesn't necessarily mean go draft the best rookie you can find – it can mean like, you know, we talked about Gary Trent, you know, um, maybe even extending Gary Harris. Maybe you can do both, get both Gary's. Um, as far as that, I just, I need shooters. And bring back Gary Clark, too, while we're at it. Excuse me, I'll take Gary back. I'm okay with Gary. I'm going to play hard. But uh, he just he couldn't see the for my liking. But uh, I, w- I think we have to address the big man position, too which is weird because we went from like a plethora of bigs to like no bigs, kind of, sort of. Like we went from like Vooch, Kim, and Mo, which everybody should have played it, it seemed like, to like we have a slightly undersized center who looks like Hakeem Olajuwon against – Yeah, he looks like Hakeem Olajuwon in some bigs, and then he looks like a power, like a power forward – Against others, so I think you have well, to. Well, and he's maybe wearing down physically a little bit too. Yeah, you know, for so. sure. No, definitely. Uh, I, I think I'm one of the harsher critics of Wendell, even though I think he's a really good basketball player. I, I am really hard on him because I do want that. Like you know, we're the Magic. We had Shaq. We had Dwight. I won't mention the other guy's name, but we, we've had good centers here. And um, you want? I, I want a Red big guy. In the middle. Was it? No, I'm not. <laughs> Gortat. I'll talk about Gortat. Um, Jeff Turner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay, I got, got you. Okay, yeah. gotcha. No, no, I'm messing. I love Jeff Turner. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, you have to address the backup center, I think. Um, or even, I guess, starting center. Not that say Wendell's bad, but if Wendell can get you a slightly worse big but can defend the rim and shoot the three ball and get you some more help other other places, then you, you might have to do that. Um I'm not really sure what you do there, but you have to get it back up Well, and what if WCJ is part of grabbing you, Carl Anthony Towns, and then you're on a whole different type of thing? <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know. I, and I, My bad. And because I do that, I get to see Steven man, you know, blow his face up. That would be, that would be added a bonus. Added bonus. Look at that rim protection. Cat next to Paulo. Next to Franz, oh my God, dude! We'd be like the most. But we might be top ten offense 
Finally, no, we, yeah, Pat would be points. back down to a bottom five defense. It'd be sweet. I'm sorry. Hey, let's go. It's not like I, we're not bottom. I want to die differently. Yeah, it's not. I'm like sick of dying the same way, bro. <laughs> At least we're actually we're, we're 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 an average defensive team right now, and that's with yeah, but we're once our, again our bottom teams. three offense. I want to. What if we're top? What if we have a top five offense? Think about that. I what, just want that'd be awesome. Only if you have yes. a good defense that comes around with it. Pat is not that guy. He is not a winning player. Sorry. I'm ready Pat to flip hasn't it. done anything in the NBA. I want to, be, to, I want to have to the best offense his, and the worst defense. We should go, go trade Austin, for right now. Give me one of our average. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, what, Patrick? I've been yelling at how bad of an idea that was to Malik. <laughs> no, I was saying uh, a good offense is better than an average defense. So Yeah. We won't even be oh, average man. at defense. I'll tell you what. We'll if – if, if, if a miracle happens and J.I. is back, then you can make that cat move. Because cat That's it. That's it. There you cat, go. J.I. We need him to be completely healed. Completely Sucks. healed. Completely healed. I mean, hey, if we touch on J.I. for a little bit, his injury is only six to eight weeks. The season's just yeah. going to – I'm not sure if we'll he, touch on him. I think the panic over him is just PTSD. His injury is not that I, severe, in my opinion. Understandable PTSD. His injury is not that know? severe, but when you – it's. It's, the, it's kind of PTSD you get. Like, well, my 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 last boyfriend, my last girlfriend cheated on me, and also <laughs> gave me STD type of like PTSD. It's that same thing where it's like, oh, you're hurt. My last boyfriend said he was hurt, but really he was off with his real family, and that's how it feels with JI. <laughs> you're like, I damn, mean, bro, what are we doing? It's more so trust, man. It's not that it's a serious injury. Yeah, it's him. that the serious injury came from or like. It's the injury came after eleven games playing, you know, not playing back to backs, being rested at eleven minutes a game, um, and he hurt himself during a practice. Like that's where the concern is. It's it's not that he's not going to be able to recover from this. It's that he's, he might recover from it, but how long is it until the next the next you know injury happens? Like, will he ever be able to play more than? 12 minutes a game. If not, then, you know, at some point. I'm glad it was in like practice. Just, so. I'm glad it was in practice. Because yeah. ha- having, remember last time it happened on the court, he was on the ground in a wheelchair. We we can't have another video moment of him getting hurt. If he's not going to play again at some point, it needs to happen off camera. Like, like, like when you have a TV show and the guy got written out because something happened, and then the next season you got a brand new J.I. We need to have, like, you know, <laughs> freaking <laughs> Franz Wagner with his hair up like that. Wait, is that the new J.I.? Yeah, that's the new J.I. for season five. That's what we need to happen. We can't go through another traumatic on-the-court injury with J.I. I'm sorry. I think what's cool, since we were talking about off-season, um, this might be the first one that everyone's healthy, right? I think J.I. should Except be healthy. <laughs> no, but he should be I think um, he, he should, should be healthy for the off season. Yeah, he should be. Yeah, he, he, should. he should be back into April if that timeline's correct. Yeah. And then, obviously, you take your breaks anyways for off season. He he should have a 90 percent off season. Jalen, I know his ankle still bugs him, but hopefully he doesn't his need body, ankle. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> I mean, if Jalen Suggs comes back shooting thirty five percent from three, his his jumper is pretty. I'm telling y'all, it's there. So if he can come back from an off season, you know. The the issues become smaller if our players progress. Yeah, Jalen Suggs comes back e- either completely bald or with the hair <laughs> plugs. One or the other. One of the other. Yeah, I got to pick a side. He's he's got it. Oh, y'all can't tell him nothing. 
I'm telling you, man. Y'all are too hard on Jalen with his hair, man. <laughs> no, no. The man I, live his I, life. No, 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 no. Hey, it's as be someone who is, as someone who plugs, is going through the balding thing, you let them keep it as long as they want to keep it. Until Absolutely. you go through it yourself, you'll never understand. You'll never understand. Anyways, we'll talk about basketball. I bet it's until Jalen. <laughs> back, back to basketball. <laughs> this is personal. Thanks. Um, no, I mean, just like it's, this is not conducive to our conversation of this show. So, um, let's just get back to basketball and, and, and Patrick, I do agree with you. This is the first time we are, we are at a, a healthy off season, you know, like, unless something catastrophic happens between now and then, like, you're right. You know, we are going to have Jalen Suggs, not rehabbing from an ankle injury. Um, you know, Cole Anthony, who's had all his healthy off seasons. He's going to have another healthy off season, take another step. Hopefully um, if he can actually make a step, um, you know, Paulo going into year two is, is going to be really nice. Healthy Wendell. If he's not having off season surgery on his foot um, or resting it for the entire summer, because it flares up every other day is, is going to be really nice. Sorry, I had to get my Wendell dig in there with his foot. Yeah. Well, and, and, and last right. year, um, Moritz Wagner had his, kind of foot in- injuries he had to deal with for Germany yep. so yeah we won't have we won't have Franz playing overseas I don't think there's FIBA stuff going on this summer like that so it's like there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for these guys to just like focus on development like I know a lot of people you know Jonathan on our group chat and a lot of people are getting annoyed with like Paulo sometimes like not seeing opportunities to pass the ball and make the extra pass um and like Man, he's gonna have this whole summer to kind of like work on that kind of stuff, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Malik, what's your ideal offseason look like, man, going into next year? I know you got thoughts. Yeah, well, I I, I want everybody to be healthy. I want. I, well, one thing I I'd like to see this be the first to me offseason with Bobo with the same team healthy. I want to see him because if he can just get ten percent, fifteen percent better, can he be? An NBA level rotation player. The answer is probably no, but it's it's no. possible. He's on basically a free contract. Um, he's shown glimpses of being a very efficient offensive player, and he has the dimensions that should be a disruptive force defensively. Again, I'm, I'm not necessarily like um, betting on it, but there's no reason why he can't make subtle improvements. Also, he's one of these guys who's like almost like a bad body athlete. It looks like you'd like, has he ever seen a gym? <laughs> like his body just is, looks very kind of skinny, flabby. Can you have an off season where this guy gets leaner, gets a little bit stronger to be able to do some things? So that's, that's number one. I want to see what this guy can do. He's on a free contract. It's a complete flyer. Um, I want us to use our resources the right way. I don't want to piss away this the second round pick. I want to use both first round picks, maybe stash somebody overseas. I want us to use the actual money for the best player we can get maybe plus picks to add somebody who can be a, a, a third offensive score, that kind of thing. And then come into the fall where it's like the team identity is set. I mean, not saying everything has to, has to be cut because you're probably going to have rookies, but I'm really looking forward to us being like, Hey, I know where this team is going. We drafted a do everything small forward and we drafted a sweet shooting, you know, kind of, two, three guy, and those that plus Paolo and Franz and this other young guy we have here, that's who we're going to be. Because right now, we've, we've always, for years now, we've been like, well, we're not really sure we're going to be. 
Well, if we ever get an offensive engine. Well, if Marco Fultz ever comes back right, hey, what if he's going to shoot threes? I, I want to know that there's that path to where we're going to be at and be able to, to walk it. So that's what I want. Spend the money, actually use the, the, the picks wisely, get, get guys healthy, like Steven said, and see what happens in the fall. And, and then just open up the back door of the bandwagon and let everybody jump in all the league pass people, whichever way they look at league pass, have them come on board and have a year. That's could be really special. I mean, really, really special. I mean, we, we, we could have Chloe at her first game. We could have some, some games to, to remember uh, for ourselves where these Paolo in his second year, Franz in his third year. I, I think things could be, be really something for a team that could all year actually be in the playoff hunt. Not just, Hey, if we win 10 straight, and Indiana loses men's 10 straight, we'll be in the play on none of that, like actually really being a, a playoff team the entire year. So that's what I'm hoping slash expecting. I think we can have some special times with some friends that we've gotten to know through this dark times that we wouldn't have had otherwise. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't think we're going to be in the playoff hunt if we get younger with two more rookies, to be quite honest, but that's probably a conversation that's for you another are. podcast. Um. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, the draft talk and, and building that way is I'm going to save that for another show. Cause we don't have enough time. We've already been rolling for another, for 45 minutes. Um, Patrick, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this question to you. Then I'll ask it to Malik. Then we'll wrap up. What are you hoping to see the remainder of this season before it wraps up for the magic? Um, you know, and we move on to the playoffs. Like, what are your biggest questions that you want to have find out? Um, how bad? Uh, how bad do these guys want it? Because they play hard, but like, like I, I just I just want to see fight. Like, um, mm-hmm. I want to see adjustments. I want I want to treat these like our playoff games, you know? Because we're not we're probably not going to be there, so let's treat them like they are. Then, like, you know, yeah. Don't cut the rotation to eight players and leave people out, but you know, we should be fighting for our lives every game. Like, ten, like, I'll give tonight as an example. Like, I, I, I'll call out Paula first. I mean, like, that, that was just poor effort. To, first half, for sure. Like, you know, we were there with them in the second. Like, I think second and third were dead even. But you cannot come out lethargic in the NBA. Now, mind you, he's 20. He's probably dead tired just like the rest of the team is because, you know, you're not used to these type of this many games and stuff. But you in the NBA, when you don't have the most talent, you have to fight. You have to fight. And then in three, four years, when you progress and you earn the right to not, you know, those nights that you take off, you can still win. You'll earn those later on. But right now, there's not a player on the team that should be taking a night off because nobody's proven anything. You know, Paulo just had a really bad February, really bad as in inefficient February. Yeah. His really bad, to, you know what I'm saying? Like for him, but still wins rookie of the month. But like, we're not settling. Like we, he should be upset with himself. Us as fans should hold him accountable. Coaching staff should hold him accountable. Like tonight, if he would have been benched for an extra five minutes, I would have been a okay. And people can be like, "Well, what about development?" I feel like benching him for his lack of effort or bad shots or lack of extra ball, <laughs> extra pass, or whatever the case may be, is just as much as development. Because you know he's been getting thirty minutes every night, anyways. Like. What's five minutes against Milwaukee, which we probably won't win, to teach him a lesson? Like, there needs to be fight and there needs to be lessons made for the rest of the season. Like, I don't care. Like, development is in the forefront, but 
I got you. I, at the same time, like, I don't care about, like, I care about development, but I want to, like, I will sacrifice your development for one game to get a point across to the rest of the team. Like, if exactly. I can bench Paolo, yeah. because he's playing, I can bench, I, you're sure as hell going to get benched, too. I, you know I agree, and that's something that, like, Cliff would do on a regular basis, no matter who the player was, and, um, you know, you just don't see that at all with, with Mosley, with his ability to, like, just pull people for poor play. I think he's done it, like, once this season, and that's it is frustrating. It would would be nice to see you guys held a little bit more accountable in certain ways. Um, Malik, what about you, man? There's roughly like 16 games left to end mm-hmm. this season. Um, what are you hoping to find out? What are some of your biggest questions to to, to round out this last 16 yeah, I mean, games? I, I, I would echo a lot of what Patrick said. I, I want to see them, them close strong in terms of just like playing hard. I want to see Paolo and Franz all of them together. I want to see WCJ and, and Gary healthy in there as well because I, I do think that there's like there's kind of a seven to eight almost nine man rotation when healthy that I think can actually give some some teams some trouble, and that's the second part of it. There are certain teams that I really want to give trouble. For example, we play the Washington Wizards two more times on the stretch. They're trying for some reason to thread that needle of mediocrity once again and, and make the play and that kind of thing. I'd love us to beat Washington both times and ruin their season. That that would be just glorious, just to laugh at, look what you did, you screwed that up again. Um, I would sense. also love us, we play the Heat on the last game of the season. Last year, last game of the season, Markel Fultz played his biggest game, had this, had this almost the assist record. We beat them. They're a team that I, I eventually want us to be rivals with again. Right now, we're not. Right now, we... You know, they're always ahead of us, and they don't even think about us. I'm old enough to remember back in the day, we were neck and neck as rivals, bro. You mean you guys do want to, you guys remember this? We were neck and neck, neck as rivals, and they and we were the spoilers for them, and we got to the finals first and all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, oh, the magic or a joke. So winning that last game, really being competitive that last game is a big deal to me. That's what I want. Just get some health, make things tough for teams, and spoil spoil the hell out of some endings for some of these teams so they remember us and we, and we can have a nice taste going off in the thing in, into the end of the season and go from there hopefully have some lottery luck hopefully the money goes the right way for the free agents and we kind of go in from there you know because because i think as we win as a franchise i think some of the fractures that we've had in some of our fandom as to where we should go and what has happened i think a lot of those things are going to be healed a lot of those things are going to bring us together. Some of that, you know, there'll be growing pains that, that comes from that. But I think some of the problem right now is it's tough to lose for 10, 11, 12 years straight. The last year we had a top 15 offense was the last year Dwight Howard was here. And until we score again, until the rains come so that, <laughs> you know, we can see foliage and greenery happen. And again, it's going to be tough. So that's what I'm hoping for. So get back to you, Steve. I, I, I know you're wearing down, my man. No, man. No, this is all good stuff. I mean, we're just – the show's at 50 minutes. I'm not wearing yeah, down. We're good. That's what I mean. <laughs> um, no, we are – I, from for me, like, you know, I've asked this question to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks, and, you know, you know mine's, mine's staying the same. I, w- I want to see this team end the season healthy. I want to see them continue to play in meaningful games, um, high-pressure games. Um, you know, I want to – I think Patrick brings up a great point of wanting to see coach be a little bit more accountable with certain players with, with bad habits and, and bad, you know, play, um, you know, at, at this point, like let's continue to, uh, gosh, 
I say all this and like saying I want to win and, and all this and play high pressure games, but then I'm also like, let's let's run Chuma and, and Caleb out there for multiple games at a decent clip uh, and Goga too, you know, at a decent clip and let's see what these guys actually have, right? They're on the team. Um, they're probably not going to be on the team much longer, but let's, let's What a rousing endorsement. They're on the team. But, but no, seriously, like if, if we want to know if they're going to be on the team much longer, we got to see what they have. Yeah. And and no, I, got you. I don't care what you say. You can't get the information you need strictly off of practice time unless they yeah. just absolutely suck or there's injury. Um, you know, there's, there's data and development and um, things that happen in games in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess I want to have my cake and eat it too or whatever. Yeah, um, like whatever the saying is. Um, so I'm just ready to like, to get Oh some, yeah. And, and yeah. use that two way contract. That's what I want too. So yeah, it'd be cool to see them use that two way contract. We were talking about that Malik, you and I earlier where it's like, uh, we think, we think it'll happen when the, when the Lakeland season wraps up here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So they do it so late. They, like all these last couple of years with Devin, with Admiral, with yeah. Moritz, they love doing it late. As if it's this huge move. Oh, the last move. Yeah, Devin Cannon but all those guys, you got to think. You got to think, Malik. Say again. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I was saying, saying they, they always wait till the end of the year to make these moves. Yeah, but oh, go ahead, Patrick. I think affecting with like the G League, it's like a you have your season too. You know, like obviously we're the main team, we're the A team, but like I think I could be wrong, but I think those contracts are made literally. Two or either the week of or right after, like Devin Kennedy didn't get his contract until we won that championship with the G yeah. League. I'm pretty sure, like, and I respect that because you know, for example, I want Jay Scrub to come up. I want him to go win whatever he needs to win or whatever Me he too. can win, and then come up because he owes his teammates. Like, we need to make sure we're like we, we want to hold the guys up here accountable, but we can't have this guy just jump ship on his team to come play with us and probably not even play. So I'm okay with that personally. Yeah. And, and that's my thing too, man. I agree. Like I'm actually okay with it being open right now because like no one we put in there is going to crack the rotation. We're likely going to be signing a guy from Lakeland um, who's already in our system. You know, the front mm-hmm. office has seen every inch of every tape and gotten probably multiple practice of the Lakeland um, this year. They, they know what these guys are. Um, so they're not really going to be gathering a whole lot of new information. Yeah. I'd be – more annoyed if they didn't sign someone now that is out of our system, right? Then, then, then letting it, you know, eventually just be Jay Scrub who's in our system. So that's kind of like yeah. my thought. Like I'm fine with it being empty now, but I do want them to use it. You know, just you know, take yeah. advantage of it well, at the end of the season. And and, and just speaking of the timing, uh, look, last year the when they signed Devin Kennedy to his at the moment full contract, it was April twelfth. Just give you an idea of what when they do things. Yeah. Right at the end of the season, two weeks. Good story. Uh, it was like maybe two weeks. Maybe I think it was that, even that last week. It was the last week right. of, of the season because he was in actually my, working back from injury as well. So yeah. In my opinion, I think it'd be um. I don't know when we'll lose the plan mathematically, but right. you know when you start to see like okay, this is pretty much you know gone. We play the Cavs twice, the Cavs in the Heat, and like the last three out of the five games, like, you know, yeah. you'll start see you'll start seeing, you know, like Mo Wagner doesn't probably need to see minutes towards the end of the season. Um, 
Wendell, can you, I, I'm, I'm cool with sitting Wendell early, you know, maybe five, ten games early. Just let his foot heal if the season is actually lost. Because, um, I mean, if we start yeah. stringing off, I'll change my tone. But, uh, you know, the way – I mean, the way it's going, you know, win one, lose one, uh, the games back just get worse. Like, I don't really look at games back. I just look at losses because we have more games played than some of these teams. We're like mm-hmm. five, sure. six losses behind 10th place right now. And, you know, once you yeah. – that's almost impossible. You have to win, and they have to lose. That's tough. So, you know, when yeah. it starts to become mathematically impossible or a little bit too much, and it's dragging, I'm okay with getting these other guys some burn. As long as Paulo and Franz are the one getting playing time and they're healthy. If anyone's banged yeah. up, just sit up, throw them in the ice tub for the next two weeks. Exactly, man. Absolutely. And you know what's great, man? Like, regardless of what happens, we're going to see some more fun performances from Paulo to end the rest of the season. Uh, you know we're going to see some cool stuff from Franz the rest of the season. You know we're going to see some more dunks from Fultz on some people the rest of the season. He's been, like, postering someone once a game. Um, I don't know if he posted someone tonight, but, you know, for the he, most he, part, he's, he's – He, he on put someone. one on somebody tonight. I think it was Javon Carter. Yeah. Oh, okay. he was like, was it yeah. the fourth? One of the fast break? <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving, I'm leaving here with something. I'm leaving here with something. You know, man. <laughs> we might get some more information on, you know, Jalen Suggs with him, you know, potentially, you know, fi- kind of finding some more consistency with his shot, which mm-hmm. it's been a little bit better as of late. Um, yeah. You know, there's still some fun things we can look at and, and dial in and dissect, which is going to be really cool. And then, um, you know, we, we, we're going to be diving right into the off season, enjoying some playoff basketball too. Um, we're going to do one thing. Uh, Two days ago, I started doing the um, the tankathon one spin a day, and um, we're gonna spin ours for tomorrow. All right, we're gonna do it live since this isn't gonna come out till tomorrow. I'll post the screenshot on the thread for everyone. But we're gonna do it live. We're gonna see what happens. So um, I'm gonna spin right now. Let's go. Oh, I like this one, guys. I like this one a lot. So San Antonio jumped up two spots for one. Utah jumped up six spots for two. Your Orlando Magic jumped up th- uh, two spots for number three. Um, Chicago Bulls pick dropped back one for for spot eight. Um, so that's not a bad draft. I'm happy with that. Brandon that's Miller. great. Brandon Miller. Um, you know, I've been selling myself on Nick Smith from Ark. That's his name, right? From Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have him a little bit farther down. I think, like, think imagine after him in nineteen and all. But yeah, I, I like Nick really? Smith. Really? Yeah. I don't know. But he, he's, he's climbed a little bit. He's had a nice. He was hurt most of the year, but um, uh, yeah. his jumper's pretty man. It's a little slow, but his jumper's mm. pretty. But yeah, I like I, I like your luck. I like the, the luck you're bringing to Steven. As always, man, I just want to give you you props for this year. It's been been a long year with with, with your newborn and stuff. And you've you've carried us so far, man. We're gonna make it to the end of the season. So um legend. pick. I give you the props, bro. It's been a fun year. I always enjoy covering the season, man. I've been doing this a long time yeah, and uh, not sitting down anytime soon. So with all that said, Magic fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Close Up Magic. We'll see you next week. Peace.
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.